Good evening. This is Caleb Aron with the Walk with God podcast and YouTube channel. Tonight we're going to read from Psalm 31, verses 9 through 18, Exodus chapter 28, Proverbs 8, verses 12 through 13, and Matthew 25, verses 31 through chapter 26, verse 13. Now, let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer, and we'll jump right into it. Heavenly Father, please bless our time that we have tonight. Please give me the words to speak. Please help us to read and pay attention well to your Bible, to your word, to your truth, Lord, that we're studying. Lord, please give us your message from your word to our hearts and our minds tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to read and we're going to jump right into Psalm 31, verses 9 through 18. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly. For my life is spent with grief, and my years with sighing. My strength faileth because of mine iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear to mine acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. For I have heard the slander of many, fear was on every side. While they took counsel together against me, they devised to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Lord, I said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies, and from them that persecute me. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed, and let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous. Here we have a psalm where David is praying and crying unto the Lord and asking for his help, asking for his mercy not to depart from him, for the Lord to have mercy on him, for the Lord to save him, for the Lord to shield him and shelter him and surround him with protection and in like just like in verse 3 praying for uh, God to be his rock and his fortress for thou art my rock and my fortress many are they that persecute me but make thy face to shine upon me I pray O Lord now we're going to turn to Exodus we're going to read chapter 28 of the book of Exodus tonight we just finished reading about the tabernacle and now we're going to read about Aaron, the high priest of the tabernacle and of the Lord. And chapter 28 says, And take thou unto the Aaron thy brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office, even Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, Aaron's sons. And thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron on thy brother for glory and for beauty. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. And these are the garments which they shall make, a breastplate, and an ephod, and a robe, and a broidered coat, a mitre, and a girdle, and they shall make holy garments for Aaron thy brother and his sons, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. And they shall take gold, and blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine linen. And they shall make the ephod of gold, of blue, and of purple, of scarlet, and fine twined linen, with cunning work, 
It shall have the two shoulder pieces thereof joined at the two edges thereof, and so it shall be joined together. And the curious girdle of the ephod which is upon it shall be of the same according to the work thereof, even of gold, of blue, of and purple, and scarlet, and fine twined linen. And thou shalt take two onyx stones, and engrave on them the names of the children of Israel, six of their names on one stone, and the other six names on the rest of the other stone, according to their birth. With the work of an engraver in stone, like the engravings of a signet, shalt thou engrave the two stones with the names of the children of Israel. Thou shalt make them to be set in ouches of gold. And thou shalt put the two stones upon the shoulders of the ephod for the stones of memorial unto the children of Israel. And Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord upon his two shoulders for a memorial. And thou shalt make ouches of gold, and two chains of pure gold at the ends. Of wreathen work shalt thou make them, and fasten the wreathen chains to the ouches. And thou shalt make the breastplate of judgment with cunning work. After the work of the ephod thou shalt make it. Of gold, of blue, and of purple, and of scarlet, and of fine twined linen shalt thou make it. Foursquare it shall be, being doubled. A span shall be the length thereof, and a span shall be the breadth thereof. And thou shalt set in it settings of stones, even four rows of stones. The first row shall be a sardius, a topaz, and a carbuncle. This shall be the first row. And the second row shall be an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond. And the third row, a ligure, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be set in gold in their enclosings. And the stones shall be with the names of the twelve children, uh, with the names of the children of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet, every one with his name shall they be according to the twelve tribes. And thou shalt make upon the breastplate chains at the ends of wreathen work of pure gold. And thou shalt make upon the breastplate two rings of gold, and shalt put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. And thou shalt put the two wreathen chains of gold in the two rings which are on the ends of the breastplate. And the other two ends of the two wreathen chains thou shalt fasten in the two ouches, and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod before it. And thou shalt make two rings of gold, and shalt put them upon the two ends of the breastplate, in the border thereof, which is in the side of the ephod inward. And the two and two other rings of gold shalt thou, uh, thou shalt make, and shalt put them on the two sides of the ephod underneath, toward the forepart thereof, over against the other coupling thereof, above the curious girdle of the ephod. And they shall bind the breastplate by the rings thereof unto the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue, that it may be above the curious girdle of the ephod, and that the breastplate be not loosed from the ephod. And Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart when he goeth in unto the holy place, for a memorial before the Lord continually. And thou shalt put in the breastplate of judgment the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be upon Aaron's heart when he goeth in before the Lord. And Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel upon his heart before the Lord continually. And thou shalt make the robe of the ephod of all of blue, and there shall be an hole in the top of it, in the midst thereof. It shall have a binding of woven work round about the hole of it, as it were the hole of an habergeon, that it be not rent. And beneath, upon the hem of it, thou shalt make pomegranates of blue, and of purple, and of scarlet, round about the hem thereof, and bells of gold between them round about. A golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate, upon the hem of the robe round about. 
And it shall be upon Aaron to minister, and his sound shall be heard when he goeth in unto the holy place before the Lord, and when he cometh out, that he die not. And thou shalt make a plate of pure gold, engrave upon it, like the engravings of a signet, holiness to the Lord. And thou shalt put it on a blue lace, that it may be upon the mitre, upon the forefront of the mitre it shall be. And it shall be upon Aaron's forehead that Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things, which the children of Israel shall hallow in all their holy gifts. And it shall always be always upon his forehead that they may be accepted before the Lord. And thou shalt embroider the coat of fine linen, and thou shalt make the mitre of fine linen, and thou shalt make the girdle of needlework. <clears throat> and for Aaron's sons... Thou shalt make coats, and thou shalt make for them girdles, and bonnets shalt thou make for them for glory and for beauty. And thou shalt put them upon Aaron thy brother, and his sons with him, and shalt anoint them, and consecrate them, and sanctify them, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt make them linen breeches to cover their nakedness, from the loins even unto the thighs they shall reach. And they shall be upon Aaron and upon his sons when they come in unto the tabernacle of the congregation, or when they come near unto the altar to minister in the holy place, that they bear not iniquity and die. It shall be a statute forever unto him and his seed after him. Excuse me for one second. <clears throat> so here we have Aaron and his sons. And the Lord wants them to serve him, and the Lord wants them to serve him in the way that he wants them to serve him. And he wants them to have a specific uniform when they are going to serve him so that they know that this job that he is giving unto them is separate and is special and is separated unto the Lord. And so from the very top of their head all the way down to the bottoms of their feet, when everything that they are wearing is to be separated unto the Lord, and they are to always have upon their mind a mitre and a plate of pure gold that on his forehead Aaron has written holiness to the Lord. Holiness is always to be upon his mind and upon his thoughts. On his shoulders he bears the six names, six names on one side and six names on the other side of the names of all the tribes of Israel. Six names on one side, six names on the other side, so that he can know and think if he turns his head to the left, if he turns his head to the right, he sees that he is bearing the sins and the atonement and the um, preparation of the gospel before the people of Israel. He is the one who is stepping forward, taking all the sins of the children of Israel when he is offering the sacrifices of atonement and the offerings of prayer unto the Lord. He is uh, representing all of the children of Israel to God when he is serving the Lord. The very garments he wears and all the colors of those garments represent things um, and attributes of God's divine character. The blue represents his holiness and heavenliness. The white represents his pureness and separation of the Lord. The purple represents his royalty and deity of the Lord. And the red represents his blood that Jesus Christ would shed on the cross for all. The tabernacle itself has multiple layers, and so it has 
the outer skin layer, representing almost like Jesus Christ came to earth incarnate and bore the, the skin and the flesh of man. But then it also has the red coverings of badger skins dyed red that represent all the blood of Jesus Christ that is shed that covers all of the world as well. We also, down at the very bottoms of Aaron's feet, he has pomegranates and golden bells to remind him as he always is walking around to serve in the tabernacle and to serve before the Lord that holiness should be always heard and should be always acted upon in all that he does. Everything that he is wearing represents the Lord. Everything that he should be doing should also represent the Lord. Likewise, we should learn that everything that we do should represent God well, should be a good witness to the Lord. We should be the salt of the earth and the light of the earth for the Lord upon this earth. Now we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs. We're going to read from chapter 8 verses 12 through 13 tonight. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. So here we see that wisdom dwells with prudence, dwells with understanding, dwells with patience, dwells with knowledge, and finds out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And what is that evil? And it says pride, arrogancy, the evil way, and the froward mouth. Those that think of themselves higher than they should think. Those that think of themselves and speak of themselves arrogantly of higher than they should. The evil way, those that devise evil steps and wicked snares to trap and take advantage of other people. And those that lie, the froward mouth, is what the Lord hates. We should try to put those things far from us. Now, turn with me to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, we're going to read from chapter 25, verses 31 through 26, 13. And 31 says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall this the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee, a stranger, and took thee, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was in hunger, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in, naked, and ye clothed me not, sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. 
Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not, uh, ye did it, it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Chapter 26. And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. But they said, Not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman, having an alabaster box of very precious ointment, and poured it on his head, as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she, she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. We have the teachings of the Lord at on the end of the world and at some of the very end parts of the world where the Son of Man shall come. This speaking directly about when Jesus Christ will come back to the earth, he shall come not as he did in the first time when he came as the incarnate Son of God being born in flesh in this world, but he shall become he shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him. The first time he came and the angels sang about him, but then they departed. This time he will be coming in power with the, all the holy angels with him that he has command over. And he shall be seated on a throne. He, she, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And we see later then in the passage that he refers to himself directly as a king. Verse 40, and says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. That should be a great encouragement for us to take care of others, to, uh, to feed, to give those who thirst, to give the, them drink, to see the stranger and to take him in and to help them and uh, to clothe the naked or to take care of the sick, to visit the fatherless and the widows, to visit those that are in the hospitals and to tell them about the Lord Jesus. We also see a division where he uh, uses the comparison of the sheep and the goats. The sheep talking about uh, John chapter 10, where when Jesus refers to his followers, his disciples as sheep and everything else and everyone else as non-sheep, as goats. The sheep shall be gathered to him on his right hand, 
and shall come and be blessed of the Father and inherit the kingdom, but the goats will be cast into everlasting punishment and fire. And here we see also that uh, there's a little bit of a note in verse 41, prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell was not prepared for man. It was not created to eternally punish man. It was created to be a punishment for the devil and his angels who betrayed the Lord God. But sadly, it will be used to separate man who chooses to rebel and reject God at the end of days. In, verse, in chapter 26, we also see the religious leaders plan. They begin planning to capture and to kill Jesus because they were ta- he was taking away the people's belief in these priests and in these political leaders, and they didn't like that he was taking away some of their power on this earth. And so here we see a comparison where while the religious leaders and the political leaders were planning on betraying him, planning on crucifying and killing him, a woman comes, and though she is lowly in heart and lowly in status, she does all that she can, and she takes a very precious and costly box of ointment and perfume and breaks it open, that could have been, in, in other passages we see, this, this might have been a year's almost wages, and she pours it and anoints the Lord with it. The disciples, especially Judas, is angry about this, that they could have sold this, they could have gotten a lot of money for this, some that could have been used for the poor. But we see that this wasn't really indignation for the poor, this was indignation because he wanted that money in other chapters. But the Lord said that he will honor this. Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, this anointing that she has prepared me for this burial, shall be told for a memorial of her. And he has honored her. We should do as unto the Lord things that we think would be honoring to the Lord. We should prepare and help. We should keep his holiness to the Lord upon our minds, just as Aaron kept it upon his mind. Friend, thank you for listening. Thank you for staying with me tonight as we read through God's word. I hope it's been a blessing for you. I know it has for me. You can email me at wwgcaleb at gmail.com. That's wwgcaleb at gmail.com. I'll look for those prayer requests and praise reports, and uh, I will see you tomorrow for the next Walk With God podcast. God bless you today, and have a good night.